Isaiah wrote these words when the people were in exile. They were living in Babylon. And they were not happy. When you hear words of encouragement in the scriptures, you can almost be pretty sure that things are pretty nasty for the folks. And when things are going really well, what do the prophets say? Watch out. Take care. It can all come crashing down. The people are in Babylon, and I'm imagining that they feel a little bit like the play Waiting for Godot. Remember that play? It's a story about two men that are a little crazy. And every day they're waiting by a tree that's kind of wilted. Actually, there are no leaves on it. And they're waiting for Godot. You can, God, O-T. Who has promised to come tomorrow. And then tomorrow what happens is the sun comes and says, he can't make it today. But he says he'll be here tomorrow. It's a little bit like the bar that has the sign, free beer tomorrow. Problem is, it's always today, it's never tomorrow. The guy keeps coming back for free beer, but then it's today and it's not tomorrow. And the people of Israel are feeling a lot like the play Waiting for Godot. And they're about ready to give up. And Isaiah says, have you not seen? Have you not heard? Have you not known? The one who made everything is awesome. And everybody else, and this is great, are like grasshoppers. Okay, so if you're a Christian and you read your text, we're like what? Sheep, right? For we like sheep have all gone astray. We are the sheep of God's fold. Sheep are dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb creatures. And that's bad enough. But now we're not only sheep, we're grasshoppers. And grasshoppers, you know, and I, I kind of like it because grasshoppers come in and they just, they eat everything. And they'll just down to the ground. But what do grasshoppers have? They got wings that they can play all day. They're actually, they make beautiful music. They got legs, yeah, that, excuse me, the legs. The legs, yeah, it's the legs, sorry. I'm not an entomologist. Yeah, if you haven't figured that out already, you will by the end of the sermon. Um, but they have five eyes. You know that about grasshoppers? They, are, they can see all around them. And, and what I think happens to a lot of the times, what we do is we eat the blade of grass right in front of us. And we eat the piece of fruit that's right in front of us, and we eat the corn that's right in front of us, and we're supposed to have five eyes. I can see everything, and it keeps them actually pretty safe, but do they really look up and do they really fly? And God says... Those who wait for the Lord shall be lifted up on wings like eagles. They can soar. I'm sure they were able to see in Babylon the eagles circling, and they felt like grasshoppers, 
starving, if you will, in a drought. But Isaiah says, you know, when you wait for the Lord, you can fly and soar like eagles. Now the question is this, do we believe that? What is our image of God? And this is not a rhetorical question. There's no Super Bowl this afternoon. I don't have anywhere to go. What is, when you envision God, what is God to you? What's your image? Anybody? Powerful? Embracing, so do you have a, do you have a physical image of that or just a, a concept? I had, a, I had a buddy of mine who came down from uh, uh, Fox Island. He and another member, Debbie Clegg, um, were very, very sick. He had to have a stem cell transplant. He was given a 10% chance of life. She had colon cancer and didn't recently just died. And he would say, you know, I'm, you know when I talked to Debbie Clegg, who was kind of like Karen Brackenberry and Phyllis Trupa wrapped into one. And, she, and he would say, well, Debbie, what's your image of God? And she says, it's just these arms. These arms that just reach around and embrace, and embrace me. There's, there's no real body. There's no face. It's not a color. It's just these arms. And he said, you lucky son of a gun. You know, because his image of God was much more impersonal. But that's who God was to her. And so, oddly, even though she died, she really was lifted up during this time. If you talk to Phyllis, Phyllis is always living the dream and God's working a wonder in her life, even when things are terrible. God's doing a wonder in her life. God is lifting her up. Someone else. Powerful, arms embracing. Yeah. Threads of energy and love. How many of you have something similar to that? That's kind of, you know, for me. I have, when I'm in nature, I... I, I Almost every image I get of God gets in the way for me. It's um, when I'm in when I'm in the nature when when I see a sunset when I'm in the forest in the midst of great trees looking at the ocean, uh, Grand Canyon, all that. There is a sense of presence, profound presence. That is not a person, but it's not it's not less than personal. So it is personal, but it's not a person. And, and it's all this connective energies. Yeah, so for me, that's very true. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Clouds with all kinds of suns, not dark clouds. The silver lining, the clouds with the lit, that are lit and golden. Anyone else? Yeah, June. Uh, 
Okay. Right. Right. Handsome like me. <laughs> okay. The sunsets and the, yeah, the reds and the oranges. So at that sunset, that profound sense of just wow. And then also, but the, the sense of a traditional image of God as a, as, a, as a man, a loving man, handsome, handsome, handsome. Right. catching. So hands that catch us. I believe in you. So So it's a little bit like that voice of Samuel calling that but but a voice is it in your is it in your mind is it is it outside is it is it an, is it an inner voice or an outer voice Okay Right 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 If you haven't picked it up by now there are no right answers and there are no wrong answers I always say if you're going to say God is Beelzebub we need to talk after the service so maybe I shouldn't go that far. But whether the voice is inside, whether the voice is outside, that's how God talks to us. So we are these grasshoppers, if you will, where we're stuck in the middle of, of whatnot and we're eating or we're starving or whatever, and we got five eyes and we're supposed to be able to see beyond what we're seeing. We're supposed to be able to look up, look out. Hey, Dougie. So anybody, any of you musicians have a... Have, uh, did you have a musical understanding of God? Or? Right. 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 So the Divine Mother. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So Divine Mother, Divine, divine Father, and that, that mutuality. What about science? Anybody who's a scientist? Phil. You want to share or you just want to keep walking on, I mean, doing the computer, which scientists do? Yeah. 
and, and a lot of mathematicians see God in math. And um, I know some scientists and, and, and great engineers who actually see fractals and, and, and whatnot, and they, they see the divine in, in all of the sacred geometry. And it's... Sorry? God's next door. So God is like Ed McMahon. You never see him, but you know he's there. Right. Okay. Spatial next door. So when you feel like you are in exile, and we've all had those experiences, haven't we? Where we feel displaced from our lives. We feel we've lost a loved one. You know, a parent has died, somebody who uh, was there for us, and they're gone, or, you know, whatever that is. Where do we go and what do we look to? And if you are a person who finds God in nature and you look to a God who is a white man with a white beard that you absolutely cannot relate to, you will be waiting for Godot every day. God within. Um, Emil Bruner and Karl Barth had a famous um, debate, great theologians of the 20th century, and Karl Barth said, you need to remember that you are on earth and God is in heaven and never the two shall meet. And Emil Bruner said, what about Christ? You need to remember that there was one point of contact. <laughs> you know, so... You know, there are people within our traditions that we come from, and some of us come from traditions like that, who believe that God is at best a tangent. The only point of access you have is Jesus or whatnot. And, and so I, I like the fact that people here are saying, no, no, I have direct access. Because if you don't have direct access, it's pretty lonely. Whether it's through science, through music, through art, through poetry, through whatever. But when you are in exile... Have you not seen? Have you not heard? Have you not known? You're a grasshopper with five eyes. Look around and feel the upcurrents. Feel the draft of air that's going to lift you up. And then image the way you picture God and go with that and let yourself be lifted up. Because when you're young, you can run, and you're going to get tired. The lactic acid is going to build up in your muscles, and you're going to stop and cramp. But those who wait for God will run and not be weary. Think about who God is for you. There is no right and no wrong answer. Follow that and let yourself be lifted up on wings like eagles.
Let yourself be lifted up. Because when you watch those birds, they're not working. They're soaring. They're catching the thermals. And it's awesome to watch. And when you're Debbie Clegg, God love you, you can just imagine those arms. If you are, the presence is everywhere in intertwining energy, go somewhere where you see the intertwining energies. You see that, it's everywhere, but you don't see it on concrete pads as easy as you do in the earth. You just don't see it as well. Wherever you find those thermals, go there and wait. And wait. Because if you don't stop doing what you're doing, you will never use the eyes that we have to look and see what God is actually doing and promises us. I got a buddy who uh, says, do not follow the bouncing ball. You know, in your lives, you got balls and you see everybody chasing the bouncing ball. And that's all they end up doing is chasing the bouncing ball. And he says, do not follow the bouncing ball. Wait for the Lord. And you will rise up on wings like eagles. And that's good news. Amen.